Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God, talk about it. I think we've got something really interesting to see this morning as we continue our series here on the Sermon on the Mount. And we look at some of the things that Jesus was saying and instructing about what kingdom life is about. This is what the Sermon on the Mount is. There's a comparison here between what life in the world is like and life in the kingdom is like. And keep in mind, brothers and sisters, we are children of God. We live in the kingdom of God. And these principles that Jesus talked about is how we should be living our lives. And so we get to a verse today that, to be honest, is right in the heart of something of a section that has meant a lot to me, but I've never really understood it until just recently. And one of the reasons I've understood it is because actually in traveling to Israel, I've, I've developed a keen interest in understanding Judaism better. My first trip to Israel, I really tried to learn more about, I, I was enthralled more and more and deepened in my desire to learn about the life of Jesus. As time has gone on, I've also wanted to learn more about Judaism and how Jesus living in the Jewish period and being a Jew himself and living in a Jewish nation and in Israel, <clears throat> how certain things, what he might have meant. And one of the resources I've drawn upon is called the Complete Jewish Study Bible, and I've enjoyed reading it. And one of the things, and, and it's helped me understand a verse we're going to look at today. Let's get right to it. Here we go. Jesus has been talking, and he says, <clears throat> he says that, we saw yesterday, do not store up treasures in heaven where moth and rust destroy and thieves break and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy. Thieves do not break and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And he's talking about, as we saw yesterday, take our treasures, our wealth, our time, our gifts, all the things that are important to us, and make sure that they are secondary to God and that we give our those treasures to God. He might give them right back. He might want you to keep them and use them. We might want to uh, be good steward of them, but make sure they're given to God, and, and your heart will follow. Your heart will go where your treasure is. Now, he says this, the next verse, the eye of the lamp is the body. So if you have a good eye, your whole body will be full of light, but if you have an evil eye, the whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Now, I use the New American Standard Bible normally, and it says if your eye is clear. Others' translations say if your eye is healthy. And I've often wondered, what, <clears throat> exactly what does this mean? I've checked different commentaries, and people talk about having a single eye for God. I think that was the King James of your eye, a single, a single eye. And the, the uh, editor of the Complete Jewish Study Bible, what he would say is that there is a Jewish idiom at play here, that if you don't understand the Jewish language and the culture of the time, you might miss what Jesus was saying. There was a phrase called having a good eye, and a good eye meant that you're generous, positive, you have a basic positive outlook on life, you got a good eye. <clears throat> An evil eye was to have a stingy attitude and a negative attitude and always finding being the critical fault finder and so on. This would have been an evil eye. And what Jesus is saying here, evidently, is the way you, if you've got a good eye, your outlook on life, the way you see things and how that affects how you are. Are you a generous person? You've got a good eye. 
if you give it, it, one of the phrases that he used in this uh, article was, if you're going to give charity, give it with a good eye. Give it with a positive. Don't give it out of a deep sense of obligation, duty, and, and woe is me. I'm going to do it even though I don't feel like it, and, but, you know, I'll bear this burden. Give it with a good eye. Give it with a generous spirit. Give it cheerfully, as Paul talked about in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Be a cheerful giver. Don't, on the other hand, have an evil eye, stingy, always negative, always uh, always fault-finding and, and hoarding what you've got. I think this is what Jesus was referring to. The same terminology was used over in Matthew chapter 20. And here Jesus was giving a parable of a man who went out to hire workers. He went out to hire some, and it was early in the morning, and he said, go work for me, I'll give you a denarius. A denarius is a day's wage. About, I, I forget the exact times, but maybe 11 in the morning, he went out, found more who weren't working. Hey, you guys going out and working in the field, at the end of the day, I'll settle up with you. Two o'clock, he goes and finds more. You guys, why aren't you working? Well, no one's hired us. You going out and work in my field, at the end of the day, I'll settle up with you. He goes out at five o'clock, like that's at the end of the day, there's only like one hour left. And he says, guys, why aren't you working yet? And he says, well, no one's hired us. Well, go work in my field, and at the end of the time, I'll settle up with you. Well, when time came to settle up, the people had only worked one hour. He paid them a whole day's wage. And he paid the different one. He paid all of them a day's wage. When he got to the first ones who'd served the whole day, he gave them the same amount, and they were grumbling. They said, wait a minute. You gave the guys who'd only worked one hour a day's wage. You gave us who'd worked all day long a day's wage. That's not fair. And and the landowner's response was, here we go, is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with what is my own? Or is your eye envious because I am generous? There's the same phrase. An envious eye is the same. It's the same concept here. I, an evil eye is your eye evil because I am generous, because I have a good eye, basically, is what he's saying. The same phrase that Jesus talked about in the Sermon on the Mount. And of course, this parable, I believe, is what it's telling us is that God's grace, I mean, it's, it's, we're all saved by grace. Some of us got saved early in our life and have lived basically our entire life for Jesus. Some people get saved on their deathbed, and, and like the thief on the cross, they have no time whatsoever, shall we say, before they pass away, and they didn't really serve, have time to serve at all. And Jesus gives salvation to every one of them. And some would say, wait a minute, you mean the guy who got saved at the end of his life, he gets to go to heaven, and I, who Christian all my life, I get to go to, we just both get the same heaven? The truth is, we only, no one gets there because they earn it. We all get there because of his grace, his mercy. He, he gives to the person who was a Christian all their life, well, you know, from early in life, to the person who's a Christian on their deathbed, he gives all of them his grace and mercy. He gives them heaven. He gives them, shall we say, that denarius. My friends, the, the, the question, the point here is to be generous. God can be generous. Of course, we live in this culture. I don't want to get off on the, on the subject, but we live in this time, do we not, in our culture, where we think, um, uh, you, you know, we, we require fairness of the giver. We require fairness of the employer, fairness of the government. Everything's got to be uh, fair. And sometimes our God, we got to realize our God 
is just generous in giving. Are you? Are you a generous person? Are you? Do you have a good eye? Do you think in terms of I've got to hoard what I've got because there's not very much? After all, I've got a small limit of God, so he's only given me a little bit, so the little bit I got, i got to hoard. Or do you have the spirit of our God is a generous God. He apply, He gives me what I'm faithful with, and so I can be generous because my God is generous. In Proverbs, we read this. <clears throat> there is one who scatters and yet increases all the more. There is another who withholds what is, what is justly due, and yet it results only in want. The generous man will be prosperous, and he who waters will himself be watered. This goes against my human nature and kind of goes against my upbringing. But boy, you know, I've tried to live this way. I've tried to realize that our God is a generous God. I don't want to live as if I've got a hoard and be very, very, I don't want to be stingy. Now, growing up, or as a young Christian, uh, growing up, I learned to be frugal. As a young Christian, I learned to be extremely generous, and I gave away almost to the point where my giving and generosity, you might say, was ridiculous and not very smart. So I began to have a family, and we had family responsibilities. I began to budget, and I gave, wanted to give faithfully, give a tithe, but I also wanted to give generously and be someone who gives over and above, and yet realizing also there's responsibilities now I have to must save for and prepare for. And in all of my planning, and I know in, in the Christian world, so many of us as Christians, we live in a, in a world where people are so messed up in their financial lives. They're, they're so... They're so, um, they, they don't understand how to budget. They don't understand how to save. They don't understand how to do these things. And their finances get messed up. And it's easy for us to budget and want to follow a plan and, and some of the financial planners and advice out there. We've got to be careful we don't become stingy. That's my word for today. Be careful that you stay generous. Be careful that you have a giving spirit. We talked last week about the importance even of giving sometimes where nobody knows about it. Maybe you help someone, you see someone in a grocery line who's, or, or somewhere who's, who's lacking some money, or you can tell they're, they're barely making ends meet. They're counting their pennies literally at the grocery line. Maybe pick up a little bit. Give them 10 bucks. Help them out. Give, just share with them. Uh, pick up their grocery bill. Things of this nature. Be a generous person. God will bless you, and you'll be a better person for it. This is the point. There's one who scatters, yet he increases all the more. There's a generous man, he'll be blessed. Whereas Jesus said, you have a good eye. You have a generous eye. That, that, and he goes right on. Now, the very next verse, Jesus says that you can't serve God in wealth. The, the implication is those who serve God are going to be generous people, and God will bless them. And those who serve wealth will be stingy people, and they're going to, it's going to result only in want. This is kingdom mentality. This is kingdom thinking. In the kingdom, we think different than the world. In the kingdom, you give and God gives to you. In the world, I don't have much. There's a scarcity out there. I better hang on to what I got, and it results only in want. These are things that God has to deal with us personally, but our God is a generous God. He made us in his image. He wants us to be generous. He wants us to have a good eye. And if we have that generous eye, that positive spirit, believe me, our whole being will be filled with light and love and joy 
and goodness. But if we have that evil eye, we better hold on. Our God's a stingy God, and and uh, I better be stingy, or else it results only in once in want. This takes faith. All the Christian life takes faith. And if God is challenging you in this area, take it to heart. Ask God. You're not accountable to me on this. Ask God what He wants to do in your life in this area. Amen. Father, we thank you that you're a good God. We thank you you have a good eye, and you're filled with light, and you're a generous God, and you give, and you're kind, and, and we thank you for that. We thank you you don't have an evil eye. You're not stingy. We confess, Lord, it's so easy for us to be, especially for serving wealth. Father, I pray that you would help us as Christians, as people, of citizens of the kingdom of God, followers of our Lord Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord, to know how to be responsible with our money, prudent, faithful, plan well, meet the needs we have, but help us not become stingy in doing that, but to have a generous spirit, a good eye, a spirit to help and to bless. And we thank you that you've given us what you've given so that we might be faithful with our responsibility, but be a blessing to others as well. Lord, I just pray for each one on this live stream each one who listens in, may bless us so that we might be a blessing to others. Expand the blessing you give us so that you, so that you might be able to expand the blessing we are to others, we pray. And we ask this in Jesus' name, and we love you now. Amen. I love the scripture. I hope you do too. It's new, it's alive, it's fresh. It challenges us. And sometimes when we get to something like giving and money and generosity, it challenges us to our core. You might say, Tom, I don't have enough money to be generous. Well, you can be generous with your time. Be generous with your praise. Be generous with your your service. Be generous with your life. Some of us have more financial resources than others. You've got to be generous. Some of us only have that widow's mite to put in. And you can only put in the two cents in the treasury. You might be putting in more than all the rest. Be generous with not just your money, but with your time, your gifts, your talents, your praise, your love. I love you guys. Thanks for being here with me. If you're new today, welcome. I hope you'll join us regularly. Subscribe to the channel. Like the video. It helps its placement. Helps it go a little bit more viral. If you all like it, leave a comment and so forth. So like and share with your friends. I love you guys. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.